everybody. Welcome back to Core. We talk video games, stuff uh, all the way out from the broad side of the industry, right down to what's under your mouse thumb today. None of that made sense. I should really write these things down. I'm Scott Johnson. I got Bo Schwartz here with me. Hi, Bo. Should I be using a mouse thumb? <laughs> what, what uh, I don't know. See, that's what I mean. Like, you don't even, I don't even thumb this. Key. Oh, no, I guess I do. Some games I use that little thumb uh, button on your mouse. That's all the rage now. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Some 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 four. mice have like nine buttons on there. I yeah, can't wrap my head around it. It's too many. I always I always push the wrong buttons on the on the thumb mouse. Yeah, as it should be. You're supposed to push. Yeah. It. No, I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to be doing with mice in 2021. But Microsoft's got a new mouse. What's that even about? It's made from recycled uh, diapers or something. What was the deal with that? <laughs> yeah, they just announced this. This was like part of their uh, their big announcement when they did their Surface reveals for the new Surface computers. And uh, the thing was the mouse, their new wireless mouse, or maybe it's wired, but it's a throwback to like the those old popular Microsoft mice back in the day in the 90s. And, it, and it's used, oh, ocean plastic, not diapers. Shit. Sorry, ocean plastic. ocean plastic. Yeah, so 100% well, isn't that where ocean we put plastic. all the diapers. <laughs> I mean, in a way, like if you're throwing all your diapers in the ocean, then it's ocean plastic. But, um, but yeah, these are these are. Uh, that's kind of. I mean, that's you know, it's better than not. I guess, right? You gotta you gotta give these corporate bigwigs a a little grin and a smile once in a while when they do something good. So. I don't know, man. Microsoft, you know, I, I like the, some of the things they do, and sometimes you just look at it and go like, "What? What a whiff." <laughs> I'm looking at the pictures now, and I'm like, it looks like a bar of soap, specialty soap. Yeah, it's not like that's going to appeal to people who want to make the <laughs> computer go with their kitchen, like ensemble or something. Like, like this is not a, judging by what's been marketed to gamers uh, in terms of elite uh, equipment and yeah. you know PC enthousi- enthusiasts. Uh, this is not. Oh, this weird. is for people who want their computer to look like their furniture in their house, I think. Okay. I Which admi- there might be a market for it, but it it looks awful. Oh I admit, I've, this is now my first time seeing this. This is nuts looking. Uh, it's a bar of soap. Arc Mouse. Uh, Bluetooth. Zubba, zubba, zubba. <laughs> this Let's review see. I'm reading. In use, the Microsoft Ocean Plastic Mouse feels every bit as cheap as its asking price. <laughs> <laughs> Really? <laughs> but I guess it's not very expensive. So it's the Walmart of mice. It even has the color schema for it. Well, it's um uh let's see. It's 65 bucks. That's not ch- I mean, I guess it's cheap. Is oh, that, I guess that- a rich person with this article I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cheap. It's it moves like it's price. Oh, chat room saying JC Calhoun saying that's not the right mouse. So the Arc mouse is not the uh, one they're doing. Maybe see this is the problem is I don't think they've shown the new one. They've just said they're doing it. What 25 this one says $25 Microsoft Ocean Plastic Mouse. Here, I'll link what I'm Oh, maybe there's a lot of pictures a- on what I'm looking at. Also a lot of ads, sorry in advance. Oh, now I see it. This is ugly. Yeah, it looks, looks like 92. I have this in my bathroom. I wash my body with it. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm so unexcited by the idea of like a sweet a mouse for my computer. Like you know, you wash your uh, your nature's pocket with this. Yeah, uh, and I mean, like people sat around a boardroom and said, like, "Hey, this looks like a good product idea. How exciting!" It's really for a launch of our window. I'm assuming it's just part of the Windows 11, you know, launch. Yeah, thing, it's all right. Part We're of making that. a cool new mouse, but like, yeah. Not not a great looking mouse. I think that arc mouse looks cool. This is weird looking, and it's made with twenty percent recycled ocean plastic. So the whole, th- it's like kind of half assed or <laughs> one fifth assed. <laughs> like yeah, like <laughs> well, one I, fifth I, don't know. Is, I like it. 
Well, anyway, I'm not buying one. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, uh, exciting. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm great. I love like these companies working towards zero emissions. Apple's trying to do it. Other people are trying to do it. And you know, I think it's cool. It's it makes a difference, especially the big guys like this. I'm not sure this is the one. So there you go. No. But, Did you uh, speaking of which? Do you have Windows 11 yet? Did you do that? No. Is it is it out? Yeah, I think you can do it now. I think it's just a thing you can do. Um, I'm a little nervous. You'll remember that I have, um, you know, basically a lich for a computer at this point, <laughs> but not a powerful lich like a like a not very powerful lich. That yeah. uh, it's you know my my computer I bought in 2007 2008. Yeah, it's now 2021, oh going on 2022. Gosh. I think that's amazing. Um, you've got that much life out of that thing. That's incredible. I mean, it's an i7. Of course, it's like the motherboard, all that stuff, not optimized for for things, but it runs everything. And I usually I've been upgrading the video card over the years, so I mean it's not it's not a preserved, and I've tossed in a new power supply. So like I keep yeah. humming and hawing, and and like I want to splurge on you know this decade's nice big machine, but like the stuff I keep buildings in the four to five thousand range, and I'm like oh, I'm saving my pennies. I don't want to. I want to get like a Mongo computer because then I'll be going another 20 years with the same one pretty much. So. Yeah, I'm really but I'm impressed. Close. I'm getting close. Like, I'm, I'm impressed with how long you stretched that thing out. But uh, it came out on the 5th for the record. Uh, so October 5th was the day. That was two days ago. And, I also um, keep buying consoles. Like I bought an Xbox and then I bought a Switch and I think I'm going to get a Quest pretty soon. <laughs> so yeah, I, I do want a Quest. Or not a Quest. I want a... Um, I have a Quest. I have a Quest 1, but it's kind of broken. But I want the... Um, What's the damn Steam thing? The Steam Deck. I want oh, that. Oh, yeah. The Steam Deck looks amazing, too. It yeah. looks cool. I saw somebody it's playing. It's technically kind of a PC, too. It is, basically. Somebody was playing Witcher 3 on it on some video I saw today, and it looked pretty good. So. It probably puts my computer to shame. My big old box over here. It might. You can always plug it into a monitor and find out. But uh, anyway, I haven't done it yet. I haven't pulled the trigger on my gaming PC because uh, I like to let these things simmer a little bit. With OS changes, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. I don't want to make it so I can't play games at all. That would be a real shame, because then we couldn't talk about this stuff. Yeah, that's right. We couldn't talk about games and gaming news. And uh, we're going to start today with a new Diablo Four uh, lead has been added to the show or to the to the game. The the other guy the left. Yeah, he's joining us. Yeah, he's joining John's our gone. show. <laughs> he's joining us on the show. Oh, I forgot to mention John's not here. He had uh yeah. he had a family thing. Oh yeah, we got it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, did I mention that? I I think I said a pre-show and I thought I got it out of the way. John's had a family thing tonight. He couldn't be here. Uh so we are we are we are forging on without him. That's why he's not here. If you're watching the live stream, you're seeing John with a can on his head while he parties with some near naked men. And uh we'll discuss that next week to find out how that went for him. But uh, yeah, he's not here. If you didn't notice, he's not freaking here. Uh, He'll be right. back. You yep. shall return. He shall return. Absolutely will. Uh, new Diablo uh, showrunner, game runner is what I'm trying to say. I keep saying show. Uh, Joe Shelley will serve as the new game director of uh, for Diablo 4. Previous dude out of there. We did never got a ton of new or a ton of details as to what that was about. Other than I think yeah. he was tied to the Cosby Suite stuff a little bit or something. I saw his name floating around. He might have been in that picture. I don't know. Some of those guys. I, really, I feel bad. I've really for, not been following it, but yeah. I feel slightly bad for a couple of folks who were in some of that because they just showed up because people said, hey, come up to suite number whatever. We're hanging out. And then they came up and someone snapped a picture and they were barely there and they went went to sleep early. Like, 
I feel bad for those guys, but I don't know if that's who it, this guy was. The guy, it's, uh, it's, it's unclear. It's that it doesn't look worse than what actually happened, even though there were some definitely bad actors. Yeah, involved. of course. Like, you know, it's just hard to know. So you always, I'm always wondering, was Jeff Kaplan part of this? Was Tig Old Biddies, you know, uh, yeah. one of these guys, or it was he just sick of the place or, you know, collateral, like, you know, it just second guessing everything. I have to assume a couple of those dudes are just like, you know, I'm one out. Yeah. <laughs> or I want to move on or yeah. it's nothing to do. I didn't do anything bad. Yeah. I know um, that there, I know in at least two cases that's true, but in, there were some guys, they were definitely skeevy uh, chuckleheads that were yeah. up to no good. And uh, anyway, as the internet is, it's everything out with the bathwater, including the baby. But in this case, uh, the guy that left was Luis Bargia, who was, uh, oh yeah. So now it's, so it says here he departed uh, following allegations related to the state of California lawsuit. So we don't know exactly what his specific role is in that, but, He's out of there. New guy in. I think the message there is Diablo 4 continues to be developed. And if you're looking forward to that game, well, by gum, they're making it. So, I mean, I'm happy to hear this. I, in spite of all that's happened, I really want to be able to play this game. I'm still like really excited to play Diablo. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm probably going to buy and play this. Uh, no matter, well, I'm maybe not, no I'm matter what happens, but it's I will, probably. I will 100% buy and play Diablo four. Um, at the same time, I will, uh, I, I will be very, very interested in blizzard cleaning up their poop Activision at, at the large, at the bigger scale and really doing something meaningful. Um, but yeah, I'm going to play Diablo four. I have to, I got to play Diablo four. Are you kidding me? I have to play Diablo four. Right. And, if, and I mean, if, you know, if you follow the, the what, what the company's at least trying to do, the company's definitely making an outward show. Many of us in disagreement or in poor taste or whatever, but they are making an outward show of trying to sanitize their games of these kinds of issues. So yeah. there is someone on some level trying to think about at least the quality of the product, if not the quality of the workplace in terms of those values, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. if I'm just hoping that there's a... I'm hoping I can play this and not have to think about any of that other stuff. The reason I haven't picked up or tried two was partly because I'm still still sort of feeling the aftermath of the sting of all this. But, but part of it is I wanted to hear what friends and reviewers had to say, because I had a sneaking suspicion that what this was going to do was going to give everybody a really great reliving of an old game. And it seems like it's done that, but that's all it's done. And at the end of the day, I may want to fiddle around in there, but I don't want to play it. I played so much Diablo 2 back in the day, over and over and over. I don't want I don't think I want to do that again. And also, some people I really trust played the two resurrected and said this is really faithful and exactly what fans wanted and it's all that and that's good. I'm glad they did that. But you very quickly start to remember, oh yeah, there's a lot of quality of life stuff that Diablo 3 did and other action RPGs have done since that learned from this game and moved on and did them slightly better in some ways. And you're going to miss those things and you do miss those things. And so I don't want to feel that way. You know, I want to just, I'm going to play four. that's what's going to be. That's the life of mine. That's my future. I'll play four. All right. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think we have to rationalize it. I just think there's so many remakes and remasters. You yeah. almost feel like you're being a party pooper. You know, people are very excited about these games. They have nostalgia for. Yeah. But it happened to me with Mass Effect. I started playing it, and I went like, 
I can't do this. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's not because it wasn't good. It's just the graphics suck. You know, and, and and it's of its era. And I don't know. This is an experience I've had before. I don't know that this game is that good that I need to experience it a second time. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's how I feel okay. too. Yeah. I, I fell I fell off middle of two with that remaster because I think it's a really good remaster, but it's that thing of you know I never played one, so so in a way one was new to me with all the jank included no matter what they did to make it better. Uh, it was worth doing because I hadn't played it, but I played two and three pretty, ex- pretty extensively. And so I got to the middle of Mass Effect 2 and went, oh yeah, I've done this. <laughs> Why am I doing this again? Like I probably could do this. I mean, if I've got nothing else to play, fine, but I got so much to play. Why am I doing a, an old thing? So I don't know. I mean, sometimes if something's good enough, maybe, but there's been very few cases where I've played a remaster extensively. That wasn't something I didn't play before. Yeah, like yeah. Final Fantasy VII doesn't count. It's like a whole other game, yeah. just with very familiar things. I think that's the sweet spot. But yeah, remakes. It's also a big ask. Like remakes are a huge ask. Like the fact that you're still waiting yeah. for part two and might be for in perpetuity is part of that problem. Like it's going to take forever to make that game on the scale and scope that it was mm-hmm. equal in a in a in a modern way. And so far, awesome, right? Amazing job, but. Man, I wouldn't hold your breath for however many parts that's going to take. It's going to take forever. Yeah, and they haven't and, even talked I about say two. that game is very replayable. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I still want to. What I want them to do is get that on PC like they promised. I guess no one promised. I just think they promised, and uh, so I can play it now. Okay, I don't want to play it on my PlayStation. That, that I just think remasters would go over better if we weren't getting new games all the time. Yeah. If we just had the games we have and people were like, well, here's a better edition of it. Like, sure, I'd love to have a chess set. If I played chess all the time, I'd love to have a more decorative chess set instead of the crappy one I got at, you know, Stokes. I think that, that's a Canadian Stokes. store. No, we had Stokes yeah. here. No, it was Stokes yeah. Brothers. Was it Brothers? I don't know. They sell like mostly plates and cups and like pans, <laughs> yes. but then you can get chess sets and back weird shit like that too. I so think it was we always and one. it was always like, oh, we got a chess set for you from from Stokes. It was a little fancier, but obviously a low price point still. You know that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, we had a place called Stokes Brothers, but I don't know if it's the same. And it sold a lot of that same stuff. So it maybe could it was. Be. It's just called Stokes here, though. Okay. But it's maybe maybe it's a slight different branding because they do that between you know uh, countries maybe the brothers are like the oasis brothers they just hate each other now and they don't want to be involved on the yeah maybe one moved to canada and went took their stokes thing with them (laughs) (laughs) that's a good idea you never know i i never really know i don't know much about it except i know they sell plate plates cutlery pans and napkins and stuff and also weird gaming like poker accessories for some reason it's really weird like the the worst thing that ever happened with me in chess there's two things that happened to me My, my brother was in high school and I think I was either in junior high or had just entered high school. He had woodshop and in woodshop class, um, they made a chessboard, pretty common project for woodshop and the chessboard looked great, beautiful wood, a f- nice finish. He did all the details, right? Except it's one row too many. He measured wrong. <laughs> so from the, where the white dudes are uh-huh. and the black dudes are, it's one extra whole row of movement that's sent, that's in the center of that thing. So I learned and not mastered, but got good at chess on a board with the wrong number of rows. And so when I played somebody who really knew what they're doing on a proper board, 
nothing I knew about strategy, ideas to start the game or any kind of mid game or end game strategies. All of them are broken because there's no extra row in real chess. Hmm. Maybe it's the chess community that's broken. Like, uh-huh. like StarCraft, you know, it's a competitive thing. They release new maps to provide new challenges and expectations. Like, why does chess always have to be on that size of board? There's literally no reason chess can't have, like, uh, this in this season of chess, we're doing, you know, 12 by 12 boards yeah. with five extra pieces because these guys are... Sp- why is it always the same? I don't know. It just Weird. seems like someone needs to kick that community in the ass and say, like, <laughs> come on, look at what's going on in gaming here. Like, can't you... You can you can spice up your sport a bit, I yeah, think. Just a little bit. Um, but anyway, that was dumb. And then also we when I went to Tijuana, Mexico with my wife for a trip once, we just went down there on a total fluke while we were in San Diego. And uh we were pretty, I don't know, naive. Didn't really know what to do down there. So we go down there and um before the chat says it, no, we didn't go any donkey shows or whatever they're famous for down there. Muling. No, we didn't do any drug muling either. We went in there. <laughs> nice city. We go in there and we went to the shopping stuff. And I didn't know how hardcore the sales guys were because, and by sales guys, I mean whoever they. I don't know what who's associated with who, but uh, there was a chessboard, and I kind of liked it. I'm like, oh, this is nice. It's made out of you know, looks like made out of marble, and the pieces are heavy, and you know, it's kind of a nice chessboard. And this guy, as soon as he saw me looking at it, just went into. Oh, you like this? Uh, how about this price? How about this price? Oh, yes, this, this, this. And he's just pushing it on me. And I'm not used to that kind of like bizarre. I don't mean he was being bizarre. I mean like a bizarre kind of like sales environment. It's just not my jam. Hmm. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm okay. I'm I'm all the way back in Utah. I can't fly home with this. Oh, yes, but you can. And he just kept telling me all these reasons I had to get it. And he kept going down on price and down on price and down on price. It was started as 100 bucks, And I think I was down to like 25 bucks at one point. I'm like, really? Oh I God. really can't do it. So I start to walk away, and he makes the rudest comments. I don't remember what they were, but it was like, ah, stupid American coming here and does doing this and that, and he's getting all mad. And I'm like, hey, now wait a minute. And he goes, look, if you just take board for 15, how about 10? I give it to you for 10. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll take your board for 10. So some hotel in San Diego got a free chess board that I paid 10 bucks for and left. Oh, it. you bought it just to like get out of there. Yeah. You're just like, let me get out of here and not. I thought he's going to kill I don't, me. You don't want to ruin his day. Why don't you just walk away? Like, I guess that guy's pissed. Like, it's weird how they, they, it feels threatening if you don't, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's one of the weirdest experiences I ever had. Yeah. And we have not so. been there since. So yeah. I can understand doing that. If you're just like, I feel like this person, this won't be the last I see of this person, but I don't buy his. Thing yeah. Anymore. Like for, I figured, well, for 10 bucks, he won't follow me back to the car and do something weird. You know, like I'll just get rid of it. Yeah. And maybe he wouldn't have, but they sure made me feel like they were. So, and maybe the maybe the board was heavy because it was full of coke. I don't know what was going on, but I left it in that hotel. So, San Diego, you're welcome. <laughs> full of coke, like. <laughs> be so weird. Yeah, maybe maybe the board. Oh, like uh, Dwight Schrute in the chat says, maybe the board itself was made of cocaine. So you'd have to melt it down or yeah. break it down when you get back. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, moving on. Diablo, good luck. We're, we're looking forward to your stuff. And you got a new showrunner. Or oh, who's runner. the new guy, though? Who's the new uh, His show name runner? is Joe <laughs> Shelley. Joe Shelley is his name. Do, do we know anything about Joe Shelley? Nope. Just that he was on the team and moved up into this position. And All right. Well, about it. Bring it, Joe. Yeah, Don't Joe. S- be, be the one. <laughs> be the chosen one. Be the chosen Joe. Let us chosen know. Chosen Joe. Be the chosen Joe. Yeah, the chosen Dia- Joe. Diacho. The cho- yeah, Joe. you know what today's ch- uh, title is or today's uh, show title will be the chosen Joe. There we go. 
the chosen zone. Yeah, we're naming our show after you. Do not let us down yeah. <laughs> with Diablo Four. Don't blow that, you jerks. All the, yep, all those problems solve it. All yep. that essay that happens at the workplace, kick it to the curb. Yeah. Good luck. We'll yeah. be we're behind you all the way. All right. Uh, PS3 and Vita. Remember those two consoles? Those were, you know, PlayStation Three, uh, successful yeah. by all measurements, and uh, PlayStation yeah. Vita sort of. It's sort of okay. I actually really liked it. I was super bummed. Vita sounds like an Italian dish or something. Or it does. Some cheese the, the Vita. There. My I problem with the Vita is Sony just stopped doing anything with it. They just kind of dropped it and treated it like it did not care anymore. In fact, I still don't feel like they ever made anything official about anything when they stopped supporting it, games-wise and stuff. Um, but what they did do is they still had a store on there, and you could get certain indie games and things, but that was drying up very quickly because nobody was supporting it. So I don't even know what's on there today, but they are now going to very soon drop support for credit cards and PayPal. Uh, that means it's pretty much useless and same for the PS3. You're not gonna be able to use it to do anything. So if people are still using the PlayStation three store or the Vita store for whatever reasons you're using them. You will soon. When did the Vita come to... out? Like, is it? Oh, eight, oh nine. Was it? Something like oh, that. so it's been around for a while. I, I, I haven't really followed it, so I don't really know, but I'm like, you know, what's the life cycle of a handheld, right? But well, for, for Nintendo, 2011. for so Nintendo, it's, it's a lot years. longer. Oh, I'm sorry, 12, uh, 20, 2012 in the States, North America. So it's okay. newer is, than um, is, Does the Vita have physical media, like cartridges? It does. It has, you could do digital, but it also had the little, uh, what were those called? Okay. Shit. So it's not completely bricked if you have one. No. Use it, but no, I I was I had the I had the OLED one. It was really sharp, and man, I loved mine. Yeah, loved it's a pretty it. sweet looking console. I haven't thought about them in a long time, actually. So had durable sticks, uh, you know, the sticks felt really good, and they just kind of stopped. Like 2013 rolled around, PlayStation Four happened, and they just kind of said Switch hmm. just like kicked them in the nuts, and they were just like, we're not going to do any more handhelds. Like we. Well, I felt like they dropped away before the Switch. I think the 3DS kicked their butts. I think they oh, were just... that could be. But I mean, that's that might just, be it. Nintendo's had handheld dominance forever, right? Yeah, they just dominate. So, just tried yeah. real hard and... and, and but it, there was that was still during an era where those games were had to be modified to run on less potent hardware. Mm. Now, in an era of Steam decks and yeah. even the Nintendo Switch, like, it's it seems like you can put your... Like, you don't have to do much to modify software to get it on the handheld these days. That's true. That's true. That's the other thing so, is the Vita was incredibly hackable too. So people were constantly pissing Sony off with so much hacking. Well, um, same with the PSP before it. But uh, Chatron keeps saying UMD. It did not use UMD. Um, UMD was an old disc format that the PSP used for games, movies, stuff like that. This did not have an optical drive. It was a. It was just a little card reader. But it wasn't an SD. It was like their proprietary... Memory stick. Yeah, that's it. Still doing that proprietary memory. Yeah, it was called memory stick, and only it only worked on Sony stuff. They they refused to do SD cards. They just would never get on board. That's even console wise. I wonder if they're still doing that with PS Five. Because I know even for their main stage consoles, porting the software to PlayStation was a bit of a nightmare because of the way memory worked. Yeah, I remember they were talking about that. I think there was an Elder Scrolls that didn't. I think it was Skyrim. Didn't run as well. Wasn't there a controversy when Skyrim came out that the PS4 version was, was well? That would have been PS3, not I think, as good, right? or PS3. Yeah, PS3 yeah, version and, was and, not and good. And the explanation came out that's like the way the handles memory is different from every other. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's really annoying. It does a, has a limit on how much memory it has. That's hard imposed by PlayStation or what? Like it's yeah. 
I remember so, reading it's so old news. Sony used to market on that. They used to say, "Well, look, we got the what was it called? The imagination or imagination chip or whatever the name of the I can't remember. PlayStation 3 had a chip on it that was they just were always like, "Yes, it's complex, but that means when you tap into its power, you'll be able to make even better games than anyone else." That was always their yeah. emotion engine, but, that's thing. That's the name. Yeah. Which is true, but everyone's trying to make stuff for as many consoles and devices as possible. Yeah. yeah. So, Emotion Engine is the it was the modern version of uh, blast processing from Sega Genesis days. Just mumbo blast jumbo. Processing. Yeah. Do you remember that? It was garbage. <laughs> no, no. Garbage. I don't remember that. It sounds like a Mountain Dew type of computing. Dude. <laughs> blast processing. It, it was. Um, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a commercial for that. We'll blast your bits. Here you into go. Into rapid calculation. Here's a here's a Sega ad for blast processing. I'll play the audio here. The Sega Genesis has blast processing. Super <laughs> Nintendo doesn't. So what's blast processing do? And then they'd show Sonic. Super fast action, it says. It's all a bunch of horse shit. Just a bunch of horse shit. So just a faster computer. Like, it's just marketing, right? Like, I guess it's just trying to sell it to, you know, people who don't understand how computing works. Yeah, and it it's really blast created... processing. <laughs> it created, like, this real fight between Nintendo and Sega fans. Uh, mostly the fans. I mean, I don't know. The companies were also competitors, obviously, but... It's very Coke Pepsi, man. Really strong, strong. It's still feelings. happening in 2021. Have you heard about this new Coke commercial that everyone's... No. Uh, that's been ratioed to hell and back again? No. What happened? Uh, there's a new Coke commercial uh, selling Coke to the gamers. And it's just... It's just... It's what somebody would have made 20 years ago about selling a product to gamers not understanding anything about the culture or anything it's just really bad people hate it oh look at this hold on i i'm gonna show this because i don't think yeah. twitch will care if i show it chat room look at this it's an ad it's an ad uh, they better not care they've cared before and i don't know why but anyway there it is all right it's all esportsy there's a bunch of orcs running around this is not a real game that's no, a fake video game Oh no, the, the creature in the. Oh gosh. He's, he's dead, and now he's gonna crack open a coke. Yeah, now he's gonna wake up. For the horde, there he is. He's up. He's very hordy. He's very, very. Lizard. Uh, yeah, you seeing this? Now they're having it's a coming. moment. They're having a moment of like. They're working together, the horde and the alliance. Oh gosh. Hate this. Yeah, it's awful. It's why are they doing this? We are one coke. So the idea is he cracked open a coke and he realized they shouldn't be playing esports. They should all be friends and hold hands. Okay, that should and and then drink and then see like you know be friends. Like it, it so has nothing to do with esports or game. It's so like off. It's it's just it's it was like made that's the kind of thing that we would pass muster forty years ago or something right when people playing volleyball on the beach getting too competitive just remembered that yeah. they're supposed to be friends over a bottle of coke it's like yeah esport like it just gaming culture in general is so sarcastic and jaded and like awful and memey and trolly like it's just it anyways I hate it so I think like the dislike it's like you know 
hundred thousand dislikes to like ten likes or something like that. Like the poor people that pressed like on that video. Well, it's horrendous. Um, it's it's an yeah. embarrassment to America and the world. Yes. So good yeah. job, good job, Coke. I like your Coke Zero, but that's uh, it's doesn't doesn't mean you shouldn't change it. All right. Uh, what else is going on uh, here? Especially they face so much competition from other energy drinks. Sorry to go on about no, no, this. No, no, you're good, you're good. Soda's like big in the gaming community and they're like, <laughs> okay, we're Coke. We got to get this one right. We have a lot of money. We're going to put all, we're going to make the best ad ever. The, the actual CGI is not bad. Mm-hmm. And somehow they're just going to be completely off message. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, on to something you're going to be stoked about. Metroid stoked. Dread. Uh Oh, it's getting reviews. It it's, it's being well reviewed. Like, yep, send me that Patreon money, Scott. I'm buying. I want to buy it ASAP. <laughs> yeah, look at this Metroid Dread <laughs> review. Tomorrow? The Queen is back. All hail the Queen. Uh, here's another one. One of the best action games of 2020, 20, sorry, 2021 or of all time. <laughs> 2021. Uh, a slick swan song for a classic series. I don't know if it's a swan song. They'll do more if it makes money. Um, unless she dies or something in this. Let's see. Some of the articles were weird. I read somewhere it's like the the conclusion of uh, the Metroid 2D series is excellent, and then the article says, "Well, we don't really know if it's actually the conclusion." But and I'm like, "What are you guys doing? Don't say that." Then it's like the stuff we were talking about in Slack. I hate that. Drives yeah. me nuts. Um, yeah, these are mostly but, uh, po- positive. There's a couple of people that are like, "It's not quite what you expect," or "It's got it relies too much on the tactics of the scary thing chasing you." But uh, I, this looks great. I'm in. I don't know. So it's reviewing very highly. Sounds like a, an excellent experience. And it's just, I'm just happy to see it because, you know, I get scared of buying $80 games that are, that are only four gigs. Right. On day one. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I don't know. So I, I bought a few duds, but this is going to be. That's actually kind I mean, of I'm, funny. I'm probably buying it tomorrow. So um, this, does the size of the game throw you? Like if you're like, that's only two no. gigabytes. I mean, one of my favorite games is Banished. It's like 50 megabytes or something. It's oh, not. It? I didn't know it's that. the pr- the price it's not even the price for the size it's just you know eighty dollars for a 2d side scroll I'm like this better be a good game yeah right I'm not buying just your average side scroller game for 20 or for eighty dollars there are a hundred average side scrollers on Steam for 20 bucks yeah so I'm expecting and what I've read that interested me most was that it's a pretty large sprawling map oh yeah and there is a sense that the map, the game doesn't really, you know, everything isn't um, marked. So, you know, exactly where to go. Like in an open world game, you're like, I go here, go here. It's like there's a sense of it's a labyrinth and you've got to remember where things are. Yeah. It's like going through a maze and I'm like, OK, this sounds like Metroid. Metroid was all about where was that thing again? And looking at your map and having a, a vague idea, but having to backtrack and find your way through. So, I mean, that sounds great. Um yeah, I don't know. I, 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 it just looks cool. It's cool as hell. Everything I see looks cool, yeah. and not cool in a, a edgy way. A cool in a you know Nintendo fied way. I, yeah. I just I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, so tomorrow soundtrack sounds great too. Like just the it has the um you know the they're not it's not like they've changed that aesthetically. They're really leaning into the Metroid feel for the music too, which yeah. I like. So. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty pretty down for this in general uh just i don't know metroid there's not enough metroid they take forever to do anything and we don't know when prime four is coming out and I, I love those games i love the 2d metroids i love them all so or what the crap nintendo get it out get it done and, oh one of the other things that i read too just because this is interesting about why it would be a good to buy is that it actually uses the 2.5 dimension mm-hmm. like it's all 3d yeah 
but they, they, they've added a lot. Like, apparently what I read is it feels really good to play. Like, yeah. it's not janky. Like, it's actually really smooth and really fun to control. Yeah. And um, uh, overall, the... the um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I started watching the video. Right. <laughs> I was like, I look so good. <laughs> it looks really good. Uh, it just, but everything about it feels good to play. Which is like really crucial if you got a game like this is a genre of game that's been around for a long time with a lot of different entries into it. Yeah, this thing's got to be like special, and I think that's where what I'm hearing is that it delivers as being like a special experience. Uh, you know, yeah. If it's, it, I agree. Or, or I'm in. I'm one of those people that's like, if it feels good, I kind of I don't even care so much if the genre is not my thing or you know it, there can be a lot of other issues with your game, but if it feels tight and mechanically like fun then i'm way more forgiving of anything else and i already like the setting and i love metroid so i'm in man i'm in i'm, I'm in. in yeah that'll be great looking forward to that tomorrow uh and then uh, the big twitch hack yeah we're not gonna ignore it it happened uh we'll probably talk about this way more tomorrow on the instance um just given the the sort of big topic nature of it but Change your passwords and stuff. If you haven't, uh, if you were already doing two-factor, probably change it anyway. Just wouldn't hurt. I did, uh, even though I'm two-factored. And um, they released a lot of stuff on this thing. It was called Part 1. Uh, Twitch says these hackers are outside. Not they, they determine it is not an inside job or with any kind of inside help, which kind of blows my mind given how extensive it is because you'd almost have to have inside help for the kind of stuff they got. Um, either that or Twitch has to answer for some security stuff like soon because whoo boy it's bad. Yeah. Um, but they were all like all the a bunch of password password ha- uh, hashes were were put out there. What else was put out? Um, all the payment information for everybody who's uh, either a partner or is otherwise getting some sort of money from Twitch uh, was on there, and um, that includes this channel. People found it in there. They went searching, and there there I was. Uh, oh, but, are we in there? Oh, yeah. I'm way down there. Way, well, you're a partner. Way. I'm an affiliate. Yeah, I'm a partner, but I'm way, But way, even way, though, way, like, way. I'm very low, like, uh, I'm still apparently the top 2% of, like, accounts on Twitch in terms of that stuff. Uh, Ziggurat, um, you know, freaking viewer on my channel, looked that up. I'm like, how? I, you know, I'm getting, like, yeah. get like 100 bucks, like 150 bucks, maybe, off of what I do. I'm like, I'm the top 2%? Yeah. I'm but, the elite? There's a lot. There's a, there's a, what do they call that? The long tail of it? Uh, includes a lot of people. There's a lot of people in that long tail. Then there's this huge jump at the at the at the cream of the crop. Number one up there, critical critical role. Um, yeah, I was like, I was happy to see because I'm like, oh, I, yeah. you know, it was, it was, they did really. It well. wasn't some like I'm good at the Call of Duty guy. I was like, oh, good. It's a you know yeah. lovely bunch of people. Well, and knowing how much they give to charity and other stuff, like it's, uh, yeah. I was actually happy to really happy to see where they were. But here's the funny thing: that stuff isn't so much private information that was leaked it's kind of easy to do the math yourself go to your favorite streamer look at the little thing that says how many subs they have do the math you're gonna find roughly what they get on a monthly yearly or whatever isn't there like a was a twitch tracker i think is one and you can go to social blade if you can find out you can find out all about whoever's accounts online that stuff's out there yeah it's out there it wasn't exactly secret yeah, you just, but I think because the hack made headlines, it was also a reason to keep clicks going by also saying, "Well, let's do a, a penis measuring contest here." <laughs> you know, like it, you're clicking on this article, you'd probably like yeah. this measurement uh, uh, article. You know, yeah. Of course, we all we all looked. Oh yeah, of course. Um, I I was sure I wouldn't be anywhere near anything, but I was I was in there. Um, they had 
some people were on there for, uh, or there, I guess there was some surprise in the top 10 or 20 who was getting what and why. And of course, none of this includes any YouTube revenue or donation revenue, sponsorship revenue, or any of those other things are not part of this. This is strictly payouts from Twitch, which are primarily subs, bits, stuff like that. Um, and it's, it's, it's spawned a quite the conversation that we've had on the show before, Bo. You've talked about this a little bit. This weird asynchronous relationship we have with streamers and content creators, specifically in the Twitch arena where, you know, some people just want to hear them notice you like a big time streamer. If he notices you, you'll throw him 20 bucks. Like it's a weird, but it's funny when the homeless guy notices you, you're super irritated. (laughs) Hey, the guy's like, Hey, give me $5. You're like, no, thanks. But like this guy who's just sitting at home doing nothing but playing video games. Yeah. uh, I hate to, I like, I like streaming culture, but like, you, you know, you kind of like, Scott, you put podcasts together, yeah. you draw art, you make things. This yeah. is work. Yeah. When I'm sitting around, you know, we're playing Deep Rock Galactic and making like fart jokes or whatever. It's like, you know, I'm getting paid for this. It's kind of like, <laughs> I'm getting, you know, this is funny. Like, yeah. like, and I think there's this little bit where I think a certain segment think it's like natural and I'm entertainers and it's to be expected. And I'm like... I guess, but you know, I'm just like they got millions. I'm like, do they need that much just for sitting around playing video games? Yeah, I don't know. No, that's a lot. Yeah. It's a whole lot. Um, it's the parasocial thing. Uh, Dwight Trude in the chat brought it up, and he's right. It's this. Um, here's the definition of parasocial. If you've never heard it, parasocial interaction or PSI refers to a kind of psych- psychological relationship experienced by an audience in their meditated encounters with performers in mass media, particularly in television. Viewers or listeners come to consider media personalities as friends despite having no or limited interactions with them. It's described as an illusionary experience, such as media audiences interact with personas, i.e. talk shows, hosts, celebrities, streamers, fictional characters, social media influencers, as if they are engaged in a reciprocal relationship with them. The term was coined by Donald Horton and Richard Wall in 1956. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I experience this in a small way. I have people who email, email and go, well, I feel like I'm right there with you guys on film sack and I'm just part of the group. And you know, there is that, there is a way of, or that's, I mean, that's part of this. We're all trying to, you know, we're trying to build an audience. And part of that is endearing ourselves to them. And Twitch is this thing, unlike old television where you can literally throw money at it, like a stripper kind of. And I don't mean that in a, per, per, I don't mean that in a pejorative. I just mean like, you know, no, Bo, Bo, okay. Bo could say something funny hey, while he's bring playing. Bring your boobs over here. It's twenty dollars. Right. <laughs> like, like, you know, it's that, a little I mean, that's like how that. it works, right? If you, I, I've been a, a couple of times. I don't like the strip club, but you sit in that circle, yeah, weird circle in the stage, and you're like, you flash your money up, and they come over to you. It's, that's they do. It it's a little like that. Um, Brian, or not Brian, uh, Bo. Like if Bo's playing, I don't know, Hades, and he does something really cool, and suddenly there's a, a free sub because that guy just loved what you did. Like I think most of my subs are pity subs. They're like, oh, this schlub. <laughs> but like, we, I subbed all these things I'm excited for, but this guy just he needs to eat better. You know, here's five bucks. Buddy. Here's five like, bucks. Go get a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I think. See, I think as I think the parasocial thing. It's like it's a buzzword, and it's indeed true. But I think it's too reductive for the spectrum of why people watch. I've watched a lot of streams. I usually watch people that are good at games. I want to get good at. Yeah. And I've got a game up in front and I'm listening to it was if it's Hearthstone and maybe I'm watching Brian Kibler 
or Crip, and I'm watching how they play, and I'm like, oh, I'm learning. So it's not really a parasocial relationship. There's more than just a parasocial. It's more than that. Yeah, I agree. That's the that's the part. Like people are watching your show. This is a you know they understand we're recording a podcast. Yeah. Maybe some people don't get it, but a lot of people just turned it on. They're just listening to a you know a show t- right. uh, talking about things. So I find that part reductive. But I think a lot of streaming is that like there are streams I go in on and I'm like, Oh, this guy's just being a Turkey and people enjoy it. Right. I call them the children show streamers. Like, mm-hmm. guess what? You're in the shooting zone. <laughs> and you know, like they make, it's like, it's a kid's show yeah. and people, and the kids are like, talk, you know, like, it's like, I don't have a lot of respect for that. As you can tell by how, how much of a dick I'm being about it. But like, but I think that's, that's the stuff that seems to get a lot of money is people, um, it's a form of celebrity culture, ultimately. Yeah. That 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 aesthetically they so they you know it is the they are feeding into the parasocial thing, and they are selling the anybody can do it. Like I think the thing with YouTube and Twitch, it's like, it's like wow, look how much they're making, and now sort of buy into this idea that anybody could be doing this. Oh yeah. And and then people participate and and push the thing forward, and I feel like. I feel like there are people that take advantage of that relationship that are content creators. Yeah, there was a bit of a sub argument going on yesterday that I I don't know how much you know to put into this, but I, I'll just mention it because I thought it was interesting. Um, people don't like that the streamers they support who are pulling in six million dollars in eighteen months with just these subs, these bits, these whatevers. Um, that when they show up on stream, they're all scraggly, their hair's not done, they're they're wearing a hoodie, they look like they live in a, a horrible basement somewhere. And their thinking is, and this is this is these are what other I people picture were saying. one streamer in particular, right? Yeah, there's one in particular. But this is what they were saying, and they weren't they weren't, you know, um well anyway, this isn't me talking. This is them saying Yeah, okay. Yeah. This is them saying, Well, this is how they present themselves, but now we know they're sitting on six million large and and they they still want to portray this thing like look at me I'm here I'm here Fortnite and for the for the people give me some you know like that whole thing that wasn't that was an interesting yeah. like subreddit the subreddit was yeah. full of this kind of discussion and I just thought that was an interesting little psychological twist on it all yeah yeah know? I mean for sure you know it's sort of gauche to talk about how much you're earning but yeah if you're earning five million dollars I wouldn't want to jinx it by telling people I'm earning five million dollars I'd be like well you know things are going okay yeah. You know, but yeah. glad you guys are here to make me feel better. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. and, and it's sort of like, well, would you feel a little better if I gave my sub? Like, hey, so, you know, like it's yeah. There's, there's, I mean, in show business, not just streaming, there are disingenuous people and there are genuine, of course, people. And 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 I think streaming's no different. I mean, I did watch Asmongold's video on this. And he oh, did he talk much, about it? I didn't know. He did. Yeah, yeah, you know, because like he looks like he lives in a hall, like hovel, like his place <laughs> looks like you know, everyone's addicted to crack and they live in the house while they do it. Like, I don't mean that disparagingly. It's just dirty and dingy. And the camera quality is like, not that great. And, you know, meanwhile, you see someone, a streamer like Pokemon or something, they've got a really nice house. Cool. No judgment, but they, they have lots of nice things. They kind of look conspicuous, but me, I mean, I don't watch the content enough. I can't imagine she's talking about her revenues with her, the people that she's streaming to. Right. Right. Oh, of course not. So so there's a, you're not, if your deal is like streaming, I think it means different things to different people, but I've always thought it was like, let me turn my camera on. Let me hang out with some people, you know, and even back in the Justin TV days, right? Like, let me draw this thing. Here's a stream of my iguana just hanging out. You know, it's just like, it's real life happening now. And it's not this manicured product. 
And, you know, like, uh, Dr. Disrespect is like a WWE star. Like, I mean, is the whole thing, and it's do-it-yourself, should be very proud to be your own business person, I guess, and you did it all from your own thing. But, like, it's a children's show. Yeah. And I'm like, this manicured production, like, to me, goes against the point of streaming, which is just like, yeah, show up in your skivvies and hang out. But now we've gamified it to the point where revenue matters more than the communal aspect of it. And that's happening in the MMO space, too. It's not just – actually, I had a thought. It's, I'm glad you brought this up, Scott, that I think one of the reasons why MMOs are in the state they are is because streaming overtook it as the social center. Mm. For the experience of it. Yeah. Because I was thinking about when I used to play, I'm like, I didn't used to watch streamers. So I used to pay a lot of attention to the other players in the world with me and Mm -hmm. interact with them. But if I'm looking over at my stream, listening to that guy or girl talk, and then talking in that chat, then how invested psychologically am I in the video game experience I'm having? Right. And I'm like, you know what? I think the, I think even though Twitch is cool and I'm, I'm not saying we shouldn't have done that, I think it actually has ruined the online gaming space, um, that we all, well, it's definitely we altered it. it it's altered it. For, I don't think anyone could argue that it hasn't altered, whether it's altered in a, a good or bad way or, or yeah, whatever it, is, is arguable. But I kind of agree with you. It's like it's just. But I, I guess things. I would say it's in a negative way where before when like, Burning Crusader area, I wasn't watching a stream. I was in World of Warcraft. Yeah, you like, were playing World of Warcraft. Who's that night elf? Right. Maybe, maybe it's a lovely girl and I could like meet that. <laughs> you know, maybe it's a wonderful person. Maybe it's a dating opportunity. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm going to kill them and make fun of them and bully them or something like yeah. There was a sense of adventure because I was like, I was concentrating psychologically on the game. And yeah. I wonder if now we're, we we don't care that much about what's going on in the game because we care about how much streamers uh, money they're making and, and who said something inappropriate and et cetera, et cetera. Right, right. Well, it's yeah. it's a we're in a, we're living in a time where this stuff is still trying to suss itself out. And this hack is making yeah. the conversation happen. All right. Well. That's really all the news she wrote. Not a giant week for news, but uh, enough to talk yeah. about. But now, what we played. No, uh, no Dear Martha this week, uh, except I guess I could go. Um, whoops, that's not the right thing. Hold on. No, that's you. Oh. <laughs> My dearest Martha, John's not here, not doing one. Okay, that's all that is. Um, <laughs> oh, you forgot the last bit. Oh, yeah. The, uh, what was the last bit? What did I miss? Yours truly. Oh, yours truly. In this life and the next. Uh uh, naked man 54 <laughs> uh, anyways uh, what was I saying oh um, uh, games we played some games I played quite a few games and I kind of had a bit of a tear on whoops camera went weird on uh, game pass so last week you and I talked briefly about Scarlet Nexus and I was saying oh yeah that's on game pass and you're like oh it is I wanted to try that and we got had a little discussion so I thought you know what I need to play that so I at least can come to the show and say Scott tried Scarlet Nexus, the hot new anime Ooh. property from Bandai, Bandai Namco. Uh, Bandai Namco. Bandai Namco. So I did. And here's what I have to say. Okay, let me back things up. And John would have loved to have heard me say this. I hit a bit of a wall in New World a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I kind of got to a point where I went, whew, I'm crafting a lot of things and am I, what am I doing? And am I having fun? Don't let the Final Fantasy 14 players believe <laughs> It's you. not that. It's not, I promise it's not that because I didn't run to that game either. But I, I just had this feeling like I would be enjoying myself more if I was on a couch. I think that game needs to be on consoles and stat. I think that needs to happen because I think, I think that game just is a good controller in your hand, do shit, move around, have fun, lay there, fall half asleep on the couch. That's what I think should happen with New World. 
Anyway, so I'm just taking a little break. I'm not done with it. I'm going to keep know, at it. That's the best review of a game, but okay. It's a terrible review. <laughs> the, the last part, you're like, fall asleep. Yeah. I mean, you don't. It's I, a good game for when you're half asleep. Yeah. It's like, it's, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I mean, I'm in no position to give it a full review anyway, because I'm not. But I know what enough. you mean. It's, it's a passive, casual kind of game. Yeah. I kind of wish I was more. I could play it more p- passively than I can on a, on my PC. But anyway, uh, so while I took that break, I played Scarlet Nexus, which is a anime as shit game. <laughs> uh, like, I don't even know how to explain how anime it is. It is the most, it's probably the most anime game I've ever played. And that doesn't mean it's a bad game. It just means that if you're into anime you might love this you might really love this game i mean it's just it's it's like the it's the cast of characters it's the tropes right there's the nerdy guy who's right but nobody listens to but it's because he's a jerk yeah he's he poses it as it's because everyone else is kind of dumb and he's misunderstood you're like oh my god yeah it's a bit of that but it's also very relationshipy like it's super like yeah, yeah. To the point of nauseam, like it's just really like, oh, okay, you like that girl, I get it. Now, do we have to talk to her? Like a lot of that stuff going on. The actual gameplay and the world and the action is awesome. I love it. I would play more of this and I will play more of this because that stuff is rad. And the fighting I could I would compare to like, you know, uh Devil May Cry, maybe, or maybe a little bit of the Hair Lady game. Uh, what's it called? Bandetta? Bandetta? No, ban- ban- Bayonetta. Bayonetta. Yeah, I mean, it's an over-the-shoulder third-person action game. Yeah, and it's very uh, Diablo. It has levels. Very Diablo, because every, everybody's pooping out gear, and it's color-coded, and you know, you're yeah. putting on new gear and new co- cosmetics and all of that. And the world is this crazy future neo tokyo style crazy world with like just amazing visuals that's one thing i want to say early and often um it's beautiful the game is breathtakingly beautiful like the the environments are amazing it suffers a little bit from i'm running down the street and i can't go into that alley for no good reason other than there's an invisible wall there it just doesn't want me to go there um yeah it happens a lot in japanese corridor like yeah which happens uh but the character designs, like their abilities, the minute-to-minute action, uh, the fighting. I found using the abilities fun because it does a flourish with their face, and they go, "I'm going to help you." Yeah. You know, like, it's just like, "Oh, this is cool!" Like, I, I really, I really digged that. Like, you know, yeah. that uh, yeah. the way they do it, and it it doesn't last too long. It's so brief, but it takes up so much real estate on the screen. It it has like an emotional impact. Yeah. I don't know, it makes it fun. Yeah, like it, it does. I totally agree, and I think that stuff is cool. The way it handles your powers is. When you're on your own, you have kind of a limited set. But if you're out palling around with one, uh, you know, I can't remember any of their names. They're all hard names, Japanese names to remember. But you're out there with this girl and she's got fire abilities. She's a firemancer or whatever. Uh, instead of you having fire powers, you just borrow hers on a cooldown. So mm. what Bo was talking about is I'll hit a key or I hold down one of the shoulder buttons and activate. I think it's B or something. I'm playing this on Series X, I should say. It's on Game Pass. Uh and you'll suddenly have all her abilities and you'll have them for a period of time. Then they'll go away and now it's on cooldown and you'll have those again later in the fight or another fight or whatever. So it's like you have those powers, but you're borrowing somebody else's because they're fighting with you. And that's just kind of cool and unique and interesting. And I, I really like that part of the combat. I think traversal's great. The running and jumping and just all that stuff feels good. Menus are a little obtuse, but that's okay. You can get used to it. Um, 
That stuff's awesome. The minute they start talking to each other, I want to gouge my face out with a shovel. I hate it. It's bad. <laughs> like, you mean, like, uh, not in the cutscenes, but just as they're walking around? They're like, all of it. Do you think this person likes me? No, the like, running, the running around I'm okay out. with. The running around I'm okay right. with because I'm running around. I'm making progress even it's, though she's talking my ear off. It's it's fine. Yeah. I don't it's the cutscene stuff, I guess. Yeah, the cutscenes. And, they're t- and, they're, and the cutscenes are cool. They're like comic book almost, kind of, yeah. you know, transitional and, and cool. Like, graphically, they're kind of cool. But it's just like a lot of, uh, and then like, oh, look, it's me. I, I saw you at the Academy. Uh, oh, yeah. What are you doing here? Like, it's just a lot of shit. It's just bad. Uh, and the, 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 yeah, yeah, it is. But if you're into that kind of thing, there's a lot of it. Like, there's a lot to like. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. Like, they don't, it's not just a little bit. There's a lot of it. Yeah. But I so. do like, uh, so in the combat, one of the things is you've got telekinesis powers as a base mm-hmm. power. And you can grab. I'm playing the dude, so I can't speak to the girl. I don't know what her stuff is. She probably has similar stuff, but maybe some tweaks. But um, and you intersect with that other character all the time, even though you could play her directly or play him directly. But anyway, one of uh, the conceits is you you build up this side power basically by fighting, and when that builds up enough, uh, you hold a trigger button and it'll grab objects in the world like a giant. A cement barrier or this huge vending machine or a car and it will huck it at your enemies and stun them hurt them otherwise part of the fight or whatever and it's great i love that shit (laughs) i could do that all day i love that feeling it's a little like control in that regard just grabbing shit Mm. and throwing it at things um the 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 um what am I trying to say? The creatures in the game, they don't vary a lot. You kind of fight the same stuff a lot. Um, that's okay, though, because, again, the combat's really fun. And it's really, really cool looking until everyone opens their mouth. And you're like, gosh, dang it, this is bad. <laughs> also, the music is horrendously bad. Like, <laughs> I don't remember the music, so I can't speak to oh, it. I wish I had recorded it's- some so we could play it here. It's so bad. Uh, someone go listen to it, and then you'll see what I'm talking about. I had to turn it off. <laughs> just one of you, someone. Yeah, just someone take the bullet. But I turned it off because I hated it so bad. I hate that music. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, so I turned that off. Just now sound effects and vocals and stuff. I think it's like your standard strings and high Worse than that. It's not even play. that. It sounds like a bad... It sounds like a rejected Animal Crossing soundtrack. So oh, jeez. Like. It's so bad. Okay. I don't know who was thinking what. It was really odd. I don't... I don't. Yeah, I don't remember it. It's not what stood out to me about the game, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But it's cool. It's uh, it, well, I'm I may be sounding negative, but I'm going to give it a recommend here. I think it's I'm not super far, but I'm far enough. No, to, you didn't pay eighty dollars for it. You well, got it on Game yeah. Pass to try out. So had I paid full price, I'd probably be looking to return it because this story stuff is just not doing it for me. It's not the whole package for you, right? It's, if it was, this is probably amazing for somebody. Somebody somewhere is like, oh, these are my favorite because it's like that manga I read where the guy just talks to girls all day. Like that stuff's fine. And whoever that's for, I am so happy for them. I really am. I'm not, none of this is yeah. meant to be like, you know, no judgment here. It's just not my, my kind of story. And I wish it wasn't so silly. Cause like the post-apocalyptic sort of dystopic ideas and, and visuals are really way up my alley. And, um, I don't, you know, an anime aesthetic is never the problem for me. It's usually storytelling or the kind of storytelling that an anime tells. So anyway, despite all of that, I think it's pretty rad. And the fact that it's on game pass makes it kind of a no brainer. I played it on PC and Xbox so I could test uh, cross cross play um, or cross save rather all that stuff works great. No issues. Uh, it runs extremely well on my, 
on my Series X. And uh, yeah, it's cool. If any of that sounded like stuff that's people's jams, you should probably check it out. If you have Game Pass, it's a no-brainer. Um, I also played a whole bunch of State of Decay Juggernaut Edition, which I did not expect to do. <laughs> Juggernaut Edition. Yeah, so State of Decay 2 came out for Xbox One and um, maybe on PC, or I guess Game Pass PC when it finally happened. But Steam just got it not long ago. Anyway, okay. uh, Juggernaut Edition is them going back and saying, we're going to tweak this thing out and do a bunch of new graphics stuff. We're going to use the latest Unreal Engine for part of it. We're going to make it Series S and X uh, you know, enhanced or whatever. And they did all of that. They also changed the tutorial, and they also changed the starting area to be just better. They rewrote a bunch of stuff. So I thought, well, I'll try this. I like State of Decay 1 and 2 when I played them. I played a lot of 1. I don't remember why I fell off too. It was it's good. I just fell off. Um, hmm. That game's great, dude. That game's great. I really. I remember like that game. looking at the first one a little bit. I mean, zombie games are just not right my thing. But like, um, they're more know, my like, thing as a setting than than maybe for you. But I think it's the loop. I like the whole like liberate areas and open up new zones and. That part does no. appeal to me. Like there's there's a certain game where you sort of do base building, exploration, bring resources, make it better kind of thing. But like I I can't just play any game like that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh I totally get that. And I and I'm it's not also you know, a co op thing, right? It does have co op, yes. I have not messed with any of that stuff, but uh but it's absolutely yeah. co op. Um the, Cause, cause the thing there about is a it, game in this genre that has always like gotten my Peaked, just piqued my interest, but I hadn't pulled the trigger on, which is this Tribes of Midgard game. I don't oh, know if you've yeah, seen I've seen that. This. How is that? Did you, did you play Well, it? I don't know. Like, I keep I keep looking at it. It went on sale for 20 bucks, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, it, it looks like a, it's like Diablo, but it's also, you know, those StarCraft levels, uh, not tower defense, but base defense. Like, you yeah. have a base. you got to protect it from the onslaught. Then you go out and collect resources to build a better base. Yeah. And then you keep leveling up your Diablo guy to be able to fight the last boss and it's oh. procedurally generated like okay. a lot of it sounds good and you can have up to 10 players on a server so i mean state of decay sounds somewhat similar in that in that sense it's multiplayer right yeah but it's only it's only a single co-op friend type multiplayer it's not oh, like it's only a, two players not oh, like okay. a land you know it's not like mm-hmm. a bunch of you can occupy a a server and do different stuff at different places it's more like if i had to compare it to anything it'd be like <sighs> i don't know there's a g there's gta stuff uh, which you could, you know, cyberpunk stuff even. I don't mean cyberpunk themed, but like do a mission and come back and benefit this way because you did the mission. You know, there's a lot of that in there. Right. But the character switching makes it even more unique. People get tired and sick. They need to go back and get rest. You got to find medicine for them out in the field. Uh, you got to fight zombies. You got to try to open boxes quietly. So if you make a noise, a bunch of zombies don't come kill you. Just a lot of sort of interesting mechanics. The game, first game did a lot of that too, but this one is a much more visually pleasing affair. Um, they just redid the UI. The, actually, the one I'm showing on camera right now is not even the new UI. This is the older version. Um, but the new UI, I think, is a lot smarter in a lot of ways. You got to make sure your truck has gas in it. Uh, it can get busted, so you got to find toolkits to fix it. You got to make alliances with people you find. Just a sandboxy you know, mission-based campaign-y thing. And there's extras I haven't looked at. They're like DLCs that are now part of it. Um, but I can tell you, it looks really nice. It runs at a 60-frame-plus clip for me uh, on the Series X. And I assume PCs probably looks just as good. 
Um, you know, it's in some ways it's middleware, the ultimate middleware. The first game was like a Xbox Live Arcade summer thing. Yeah, I remember the yeah. that's where I played it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was never, you know, it was never meant to be a triple A title, but with three on its way and Microsoft backing it, I feel like maybe they're headed somewhere with it. But I think two is really good. And so I played a ton okay. of that, got really sucked into it, and played more of that than I expected to play. Uh so there's that By the game. way, that back speaking of zombie games, that back for blood is out next week. Oh, is it? Tuesday. We all get Yeah, play, I yeah. do like the Vermintide style games, even though I think we should be saying it's the Left for Dead style games. That's the <laughs> genre defining game, but yeah. Um that is coming out next week. When's the that forty K game is sometime Tuesday. soon. That next year now. Oh, that got delayed. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's next year now. Yeah, it's right. delayed. I'm not, I'm not thinking about Dark Tide uh, right now. Well, I that and Dark Tide will be on Game Pass, so I'll get them when they get them. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that game. That'll be good. Um, you think I Back also, for Blood will be on Xbox? It is. It's already. It's pre. You can pre-install right now. Oh, we should try and organize a multiplayer session of that. Yeah, I, think, on I our do Xboxes. that. Xboxes. Hell yeah. yeah, I'd love to play that. John's got his. I got mine. You got yours. Let's do it. And it's on Game Pass. So yeah. Like, oh, so easy just to get together and play. Yeah. That's the one aspect that I do like because I play Sea of Thieves on Game Pass mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. It's just nice to have a multiplayer experience that is just like play. everyone's got, you know, an Xbox and Game Pass. Boom. You're all playing an you online just game play. together. Yeah. Yeah, you that remember he has to make a game spy account and oh my gosh to, dude to play on the same platform and you know everything else the like, old days of making that kind of connection were rough Oof. yeah yeah game spy was someone had to host time. it so whoever had the best modem yeah. <laughs> connection would host the thing like it's kind of great in a way we're, we are kind of spoiled at least compared to how we have to used to do things it's kind oh, of super spoiled for sure but um i'm glad we are where we're, we're now at but um, even for xbox we don't have to actually buy like a so I think does PlayStation still do this? I know Nintendo does it in order to play online. You have to buy a pass just to have online oh, facilities. Well, technically, you're getting Game Pass is that pass. If you sure. didn't have game, but you're getting the games too, so it's yeah. easier. <laughs> it doesn't feel like I have to buy this extra thing that's like an invisible purchase, right? You know, like that's how Xbox. What would they call it? Like gold or something like that? Uh, Xbox games yeah. with gold. No, Xbox gold. No, Xbox Live used to be the thing you had to buy yeah, just to play it. online. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Like I bought an Xbox, I want to play online. Well, you have to get a live account, and it's going to be sixteen dollars, or you can spend sixty dollars for a year. So I'm like, man, I have to spend another yeah. sixty dollars to play online. Yeah. What is this? It's pretty ridiculous. You're not, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then the other game I've been sleeping on way too long. Everyone told me to play it and said, look, if you like God of War or if you like some of these, you know big-minded story-based adventure games of 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 the modern era then why aren't you playing a plague tale innocence and then i saw the trailer for the uh, sequel that microsoft showed off at their last thing and that looked really good and i went oh yeah i never even touched the first one so i started playing a plague tale innocence and i don't know what took me so long this game is rad uh, I downloaded that game three times and then cleared it to save us off space and didn't play it. I'm like, this looks interesting. I want to play it, but maybe later. So you, you pulled the trigger. It. Yeah, you should play yeah. it. It's really cool. The story is really dark, but in a way that I, I really like. It feels like the stakes are real. Um, it's set in plague times, medieval times. You're this uh, primarily this French girl who's... There's a whole story about what happens, and I don't want to spoil too much. But does it's it take pretty, place on Earth, or is it a fantasy? No, it, it it happens. It's an Earth thing, and it happens during the okay. the Great Plague. So you're literally a French girl. It's not yes, just you're a literally French voice actress. <laughs> yeah. And, 
yes. in Rivia or whatever. <laughs> and the girl doing the voice is the girl that I loved in that um, last campfire thing from the No Man's Sky guys. The she's amazing. Oh, oh, you played her stuff for us when you yeah, she okay. has she has an a just an enchanting voice. It's just she's amazing. Um, Are you but, showing gameplay with a little kid? Is it multiplayer or is it just a, no? It's just a, you. A in the game, it's your little brother, and you're trying to survive with him. And in some ways, it reminds me of I. You remember Ico? Those old Ico yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of that going on because you're kind of trying to stay with him. Some of the puzzles require you to let him go and go do a thing to open something while you go on the other side and and oh, things like that. Um, and in some ways, this is the God of War part. Well, the God of War part comes in a couple of ways. One is graphically, this is on par, dude. It is a beautiful effing game. Um, really, really nice to look at. And controls really nice and all of that. It feels, you know, as triple A as you can get. Uh, the the other part is that it's this little boy and you're trying to save him and help him. And it just reminds me of the father son thing a little bit that was going on in, uh, in that new God of war. He's a mechanic, he's a game mechanic, but also character and and relationship there. Yeah. And there's a little bit of crafting and some other stuff to make your sling better and all these other things. But, um, I'm probably, I don't know, three hours into it. And is there a lot of rats? Oh, my that's Lord. what I got from the trailers. Oh my rats gosh, dude. The, so the rats are the plague basically. And the, and okay. the game, while the game is not a supernatural game, not yet anyway, that I can tell, uh, the rats sure make it seem that way. The, the rats are horrendous and they're all infected and they all want to kill you and they're afraid of light, but that's about it. And when you get swarmed like a, with a rat, let's see, I've got a scene here somewhere. It's like, it's like a light version of Vermintide, basically. Is it kind of what it's like? Kind of, Vermintide yeah. is the rat people that you're bashing them, and this one, you, you I, I take it, you're not quite as a, much of a warrior in this one. Yeah, or? you're not, you're not, you're not, you know, giant axe wielding Norse yeah, mythology. I mean, it's more guy. of a puzzle based. Oh, their eyes glow. They're oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Reflecting off light, eh? And cool. they swarm, and the the engine is capable of some crazy shit, like the rats move in a way that is very disconcerting this, this scene soon. I do need to play this. Like I have looked at it and went like, Oh, this like, it looks really cool. It looks really well done. But what the trailers don't really do is give you a sense of like you saying it's like an Ico game. I'm like, Oh, so it's sort of a, it's a puzzle game. Some very strong narrative. Like I'm not playing an action game or something like that. Right. It's a, it's a weird combination because there are moments of action, but a lot of it is just like, well, if we're going to do this, we have to do this. And then you find the way to do it. Maybe like a mild uh, hybrid of some action, some platforming and puzzles, and then a lot of, you know, quick time events. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an overall fun experience. Like it, it just, I found the trailer didn't really communicate it communicated a lot of story and not, I never really got a sense of what the gameplay was. So you've told me more than all the trailers I've watched. Yeah. It's, it's definitely one to, to try it's on game pass. So really no excuse, but also just, ah, man, I just didn't know this existed. And I didn't know what this was. And it's so much more than just like, Oh, some indie game or whatever. Like I, I don't know. I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but it's, it's, I mean, I think a lot of people are skipping over this one because it's like, it looks cool, but it's, you know, yeah, they need to check yeah, it because that yeah. sequel looks like it's going to really be amazing and and even better and you know and again this game runs it like a beautiful clip it's just just smooth and fluid and she's about to walk over by some rats which is you got to see that before we turn this video off because it's so cool they're like someone in the chat called it fluid dynamics it is a little bit like fluid the rats move like like waves of rats and here they go they're all scattering 
Oh, they're just so shitty. You just want to kill those effing rats. But the game's not afraid to like, you know, there's a monk on the ground with half his, with his torso laying there because the rats, the rats ate the rest of him. And, you know, they're not afraid to get to some pretty dark places. The story's a little bit dark. But again, very rewarding. I, I really feel the emotion of these characters uh, so far. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not that far in. But it's cool. Big thumbs up so far for A Plague Tale Innocence. And I feel dumb for waiting so long to play it. Finally, I played Phoenix Point, also on Game Pass, and newly last week on uh, console. It was on PC already. Uh, this is their year one edition, vastly improved over the original release. Uh, for those who don't remember, this is uh, the team led by a dude who was one of the first, he was one of the creators of the original XCOMs back in the 90s. And uh, this, oh. this is him doing his, you know, his take on the the idea of what these the XCOM games have sort of become or whatever. And it is absolutely one of those, man. If you like XCOM, chances are you can probably like this. Probably a lot. Oh, hang on. Is that on Steam? It's out on everything. Uh, but Phoenix Point Year One Edition? Yeah. this. But Game Pass is where you can get it for nothing. Oh, um, it's on... Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, these are all... Everything I played this week, Game Pass. All of it. Uh, it's... It's only $16.99 on... Yeah, it's not. Oh, it's, it's not on even, sale right now. It's not even a, yeah, it's on sale. They're doing like a free weekend or something right now. They're trying to really trying to you know, push that this is like a year later, we've really polished it, and they have. It's a much, much improved game. Um, yeah, I think runs, there's a lot of expansion content, so if I had to, because I'm seeing two, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. You go ahead. Okay. I'm just I'm like, oh. And this includes you everything, said You said this way. is like XCOM, but, and I'm like, oh, I want to play immediately. Yeah. We talked about it, I think, back in the day. I'd played it when it first came out, because it launched on Game Pass. It was an early Game Pass game for PC, and it had problems, just a lot of bugs, and was glitchy, and it was like an early access thing, though, wasn't it? Or? Um, I don't know. Maybe it might have been. That's a good point. It was originally a Kickstarter uh, and then made its way to there. So now it's on Xbox. For some reason, the games aren't uh, don't do uh, save uh, sharing, whatever you call it, cross-save. I don't know why. Can't figure that out. But it doesn't matter because uh, I really like this kind of game on my butt, so I'm playing this on my couch. It's got great controller support and... It runs like a dream on the Xbox. I'm not even messing with the PC version right now. And it's good. It's like what you want. It's X, it's XCOM-like in lots of ways. In some ways, more complicated and more like the old XCOM. And in some ways, uh, a few things I think are a little more intuitive and easier than the new XCOM games. Like, it's got a nice mix of things. It's not, you know, the. I don't think they have the money Firaxis has to throw at things like this. But it's right, pretty right. damn good, and if you like turn-based strategy, where you know a bunch of squad your squads are going out to kill aliens or whatever, this is this is that. Well, I because I, I was like, I'm like, I kind of, I don't know, I should probably just get back to XCOM two at some point. But I was looking at these kinds of strategy games, and I was eyeballing this J, uh, JRPG version of XCOM called Troubleshooter. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like this seems like a new experience, but it's very you know high school XCOM, but Japanese high school. But now that I know you reminded me of Phoenix Point, I might just skip Troubleshooter. Yeah, <laughs> you might you might like it. I I feel it feels very at home for me as an XCOM fan. Like immediately, you name your dudes and you know customize them and all that stuff. Uh, and they got cool weapons and you know tr- interesting moments. A lot of verticality. There's a lot of like uh, 40k style jetpacks on some of the guys so they can jump up to higher places and just a cool cool version of one of those um i really liked it i'm not super far but I'm, i enjoy what i've done so far so i'm going to keep yeah, i'm going to keep looks at like that there's a world map and you go around the map 
yep. get encounters. Then you got your base, you know, where you're upgrading all your shit and uh, flying around the world to do your missions. And I mean, it's very much that template, but, uh, and some might say, well, you're just lifting it from XCOM. Well, yeah, the guy made XCOM. So maybe he can make another game. That's yeah, a lot like It's that. a game in that genre. Yeah. That's how I'd look at it. And it's like, I don't think anyone's really made a good remix. You know how like Vermintide is a remix on the left for blood genre, mm-hmm. right? Like it's the exact same template. Yeah. Um, with some differences, you know, if someone could do a medieval XCOM, Oh, like yeah, you yeah. fly on Dragonback to go to different parts of whatever fantasy world. Like <laughs> this is a good idea. We want to make a That's game. That's a really good idea. <laughs> That's a like, great I, idea. I don't know. Your home base is this crazy castle with magic towers in it, and then you, you're like, "Oh no, this continent of uh, French orcs is under attack. Let's go save them." And then, and yeah. then you get on your dragons and and. French or- I like these French orcs you're talking about. Let's yeah, learn so about those. The orcs, we we, we are doing Mukgarat today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a there was a King Arthur themed one of those, but that's not quite the same. I want like full fantasy okay. dragons and all that. Really, there was a King Arthur. Yeah, one? what was that called? It might be still in early access. Uh, Steam, or uh, what was it called? Like, say fantasy XCOM. <sighs> Are there any XCOM games? Oh, there's a Reddit thread. Let's see. There is. I can't think of the damn name of it. Oh, it's going to kill me. It's anyway. not King Arthur, right? No, it's like Fire that. Emblem has come up as a thing. What's what's the Midgard? Not Midgard. Um, no, my Lord. I just can't think of it. I mean, Divinity is basically that, but without the base and stuff. Yeah, you know? but I mean, like, there's a lot of turn-based games. But we're talking about a turn-based tactical, yeah, cha- like tactical game in that style, where it's it's not really an RPG. Yeah, it's a tactical game of. I mean, you know, XCOM kind of is an RPG in the sense that hitting is based on dice rolls. Yeah. Um, but you you know, there's like I think the. The closest we're going to get to something that isn't XCOM was going to be Midnight Suns, uh, even though it's got card game mechanics. But but oh, I think it's I found know. it. I found it. The name is, is King Arthur Knight's Tale. <laughs> it's, you had the name. The I whole did. Time. It's a terrible King name. Arthur I really don't like the name. Um, was that? I remember hearing about that. Was that a fantasy? Oh, it's still in early access. Yeah, it's in early access. So I, you know, maybe hold off. But it's it's oh reviewed no, well, and it is all fantasy st- shit. Like it's oh. it's like actually, uh, this looks really cool. Yeah, it looks neat, right? The graphics look nice. It looks really cool. Oh my god! So uh, this is one to keep oh, your eye on. I'm wish, gonna definitely gonna wish list that one. Yeah, no, because I was just thinking, I'm like, wouldn't a fantasy like just for variety and like i'm looking at a picture of this headless guy who's got like three skulls resting where his neck is yeah uh, it looks pretty badass that is cool uh, here's one um, of the reviews says xcom 2 but set in ye old times uh base yeah, building like xcom smooth combat like xcom graphics are good blah 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 so there's some quirks and issues right now but you know early access this is one to keep your eye on though could be good early access by neocore games oh shit neocore that was they made the warhammer diablo yeah, kind of, basically. Yeah. And they made the Van Helsing games. But this name, Damn. Um, King Arthur Knight's Tale, the frick. That's a stupid name. It's not their only King Arthur. I think King Arthur is, because I'm looking at all the games they've done. They had done King Arthur Fallen Champions. Oh, so maybe and, it's a series of things. Oh, they have, yeah, they have King Arthur 2, the role-playing war game. Oh. So I think this, oh yeah, King Arthur, that's where I, what I was thinking of, King Arthur, the role-playing war game. So they've already done two King Arthurs. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't think it's XCOM style games. These look like yeah, there's something else. These look like Total War uh, style games, and like the last one was for 2012. They're you know 10 years ago. Yeah, that so I think they're me. revisiting a franchise and doing XCOM. It's like the first Divinity game uh, was like Diablo. It didn't play like they do now. Yeah, which is weird. I don't know. Well, I wish this did. I'm, I'm, I fantasy, fantasy XCOM sounds. Yeah, sounds like we don't have enough of those. No, you know, no. In fact, it sounded for a minute like we invented it, but then we found one. But yes, I'm like, I get that a fantasy XCOM is basically divinity. Like, move your guy here, swing your sword, but you just don't want all the pen and paper sheet stuff. You just want. Yeah, it's not enough. You don't want the. You don't want those RPG mechanics. You want the. There's an ongoing, evolving crisis. It's a bit roguelike. You have different. It's tactical. It's yeah, tactics are the focus. Yeah, it's a different animal. Not, not you don't want to have like what's my skill in thievery. Mm-hmm. I don't want that crap in this. I guess. Whoa, uh, Square Enix is making a JRPG XCOM game called Project Triangle Strategy. Do we have we heard of that? Oh, I thought I heard of something like that. Mm-hmm. Project Triangle. I think that was in one of the showcasey things, like on the Switch. Triangle Pro- project, yeah, it was on. Oh. It was in one of the directs. I, I actually kind of saw this, right? Uh, but I decided to put it out of my mind because it's called Project Triangle Strategy. <laughs> well, like, I, mean, I know Japanese names translate <laughs> weird, but I mean, goddamn, like fire your localization team! Oh my god. Uh, I mean, maybe that's code. You know, like code name, and they're not done yet. I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't know. Okay, and aesthetically, you know, aesthetically, this looks like one of those. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Not, <laughs> Sorry, I mean, <laughs> I don't, it might be. This okay, is not what I'm looking but for. But that's not what I'm. But maybe for it plays better than it looks. But it, it's. I'm really. It looks like Octopath Traveler. Yeah. And I don't. I tried playing Octopath Traveler a little while ago, and I'm like, I kind of hated. I appreciated that it looked nice, but I'm like, I can't. I can't sit and play this. Yeah, that's also like a game. Yeah, it's a Game Pass also. Isn't I, it? I just think. I just think it looks ugly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about this. Yeah. It looks like they're they're really mining the old uh, Final Fantasy Tactics kind of vibe, so maybe yeah. that's that's the point. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's lacking a little bit of the. There's there's a certain ruggedness to XCOM, yeah. And like King Arthur has that, where it's like not just art aesthetics, but like hunkering down, feeling like yeah, it's really a dangerous scenario when you have just a bunch of nice pieces on a crazy looking chessboard. It's not really what you're. There's certain like indelible aesthetics to the XCOM style that if you talk about it, you realize how silly it sounds saying like, I want something mm-hmm. that's this. And you're like, well, there are lots of games. And you're like, no, it's not that. Yeah. It, there's a very specific vibe that you get from those tactical games. Well, I got good news for you because Phoenix Point is totally that. That yeah, vibe you're talking Phoenix about. Point looks like that. And Midnight Suns looks like that, too. Even with the card elements, yeah. I, I get a feeling. I get some feeling of that. It's Absolutely. It still remains to be seen. Oh, very excited about that. Hopefully that lives up to what I'm excited about. Um, yeah. All right. That's it. All, that's all I played. They were all great, though. I'm telling you, Game Pass is a hell of a value if you're just like, man, what do I, what itch do I scratch right now? And there's not something in there. Just something in there. You know, you know what's going on with me? I'm having the opposite. It's not a bad thing, but it's like I go in there and it's like 52 channels with nothing on. You remember the Bruce Springsteen song? And yep. we used to flip through channels. I get a little bit of, there's all these games I could play something. And then I'm like, it's too hard to decide. I'm going to watch Seinfeld. <laughs> like it's, I do this, on Net- I do this literally <laughs> on Netflix and other streaming shows. Same problem. And I end up, uh, it's, it, there's so much original content on streaming channels. I'm like, yeah. oh, I meant to watch this, 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 and this. And by the time I'm done, I'm like, I'm just going to watch Futurama until I fall asleep. 
Yeah, like that, I, like yeah. you're like now's a good time to watch one of those things I saved on my queue, and you're like I don't want to watch any of those things. Like, yeah, they're just not pulling you enough. Like you're gonna see Dune. It's it's got us by the shorts, like in a heart, like in a, you know. There's not gonna be like a, maybe I don't feel like watching Dune. Like no, like, that we're didn't happen. Watch that, right? Yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> but like so like a lot of stuff you throw in your queue is like well it looks interesting. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like Scarlet Nexus I downloaded it, but I was like well <laughs> it's cool. Well, What's funny is of all the things I got hooked into, it was State of Decay 2 that held me the longest, and that's old. <laughs> like, Well, sometimes you load up a game. Like, I think that's my Skate 3, where it's like, this is an old... It's a kind of a... It's old. I shouldn't be playing it at all. Like, yeah. But I'm like, I like it. We're in, a, we're in a time of embarrassment of riches across all kinds of media, and it choice paralysis is a thing, and how much brain power you want to throw at something... And so if you just end up watching King of the Hill for the nine millionth time, it's okay, guys. It's okay. So you didn't play anything, but... uh, Yeah, I mean, it's talked about a pre-show. I don't... It's not some big thing. I'm having, like, back pain issues, and most of my gaming is at the PC. Um... So I'll sit down and try and boot up Divinity or something. I'll be like, I don't feel the most comfortable. I'm gonna go lie down or sit on a couch. I just don't... I have my gaming console in my bedroom right now. Yeah. Which is a bad thing because I need to be going to sleep, and sometimes I'm up watching TV, and I, you know, it's hard when it's in your bedroom. You're just like, oh, I gotta get it out of there. But um, I just have been watching Seinfeld and stuff, so I think it's just one of those weeks where I can't really sit at my PC too much. I'm trying to sort out my chest my, or my back pain issues, sure. and maybe it'll pass. Maybe it's just this week, but <clears throat> I'm planning to play a lot of Nintendo. Yeah. So even though I didn't play much games this week, Dread comes out tomorrow. I want to buy it and play it tomorrow. Yeah. And that I can play anywhere. It's on a Switch. Sure. So, you know, I can I can get comfortable and play that game. And it's my birthday this weekend. Yeah, baby. That's and, right. And um, happy early birthday. I knew it was, was but uh, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a proper one later. But uh, yeah. So happy birthday. I was on the family call every week. My family does family call. You know, so we started that with the pandemic and, you know, we do a video call. And it was, it was just me and her this week because everyone was busy. And she's like, well, it's your birthday this weekend. And she couldn't resist but show me what she had gotten me. And she poked a little box of Breath of the Wild into the screen. I was like, <gasps> I've been wanting to play Breath of the Wild, but I just haven't been able to pull the $80 trigger on this whole game. Like, go on sale or something, damn it. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so I know I'm I'm probably going to be playing Breath of the Wild in two days as well. So Very nice. I'm excited yeah. for you to uh, play Breath yeah. of the Wild. I need to... Happy I need, 60th. Dude, what the hell? 60th, jeez. <laughs> I'm not even anywhere near that. Uh, wait a minute, though. Uh, you're gonna have to get back to me on the breaking weapons thing, because yeah, I'm gonna have oh. an opinion on it now. Because <laughs> I'll bet you like it, because you're gonna like the strategy of it. I, I could be wrong. That's just gonna be my bet until next week when I hear. About yeah, it. it's hard to know. I picture it like durability in in any other game, an yeah. annoyance. So, but yeah. maybe maybe you're right. Maybe I'll you know we'll see. Oh, I'm gonna crazy. play it. I'm playing a lot of Nintendo this weekend. Finally, I mean, um, I think that game is like as close to perfection as games get. That's how much I think of Breath of the Wild. I think it's amazing. I just think yeah. that part ruins it for I me. I mean, it's universally acclaimed, and you know, it's hard to even though it looks good in trailers, it's hard to tell what makes it a ten. Yeah, and up for a lot of people, um, even compared to like other Zeldas and stuff. But I'm gonna f- taste the sauce for myself. I mean. I even have people in my family who don't play many games who played Zelda and like this game is amazing. Like, just yeah. like everybody universally agrees. Yeah. So between Metroid Prime and and Zelda, I'm gonna have like a Nintendo ass weekend. It's <laughs> 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 gonna be kind of great. I think that's awesome. All right, uh, excellent. 
that's uh, what we played this week. We hope some of those sound fun to you and that maybe you check them out. Now time for this. That's a good question. Quick email from a listener. This is from Thomas Alley. Ally? Alley, I guess. Anyway, uh, I sent this to talktothecore at gmail.com. Hey, guys, wanted to chime in on your talk about people making fun of Amazon for running out of New World servers and having long queue times. I work as a cloud architect for a software and service company, and we just or, and just wanted to say I totally wouldn't have been a matter of having enough servers for them. You have to remember that Amazon Web Services is truly massive, and New World could have been scaled up to as many servers as they uh, needed to handle the load without running the risk of being saddled with extra equipment after the initial launch spike, since AWS is all virtual and on-demand. Uh, the New World launch would have been a pretty small blip on their radar. I expect that the core of their problem, no, not the show, but the core of their problem, was more about the bottlenecks of internal uh, services that handled things like distribution of players to servers and uh, brokering those connections. That's a hard problem, of, uh, that, a harder problem than just grabbing more disks, cores, and memory, uh, Thomas. Well, that's great insight, actually. Um, I just, mm. I just assume here, here's what I assumed, and I may be totally wrong about this, but. When Amazon or any other big conglomerate has a subsidiary of some sort, they want that subsidiary to subsist without needing them all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> all right, we bought you now. Shut up and make us well, money. I mean, part of it <laughs> is like, right. like when they bought Twitch, they don't want Twitch to come to them every five minutes and go, Amazon, we're all out of something. Okay, here. Amazon, Amazon. we're out of security software. Right. Our, our Symantec ran out. They want, <laughs> <laughs> they, they want them to be self-sufficient as much as they can be with the heft and the money and the backing of them. So I guess what I'm saying, it's like your kids. You want to help them out. They get in a car accident. You want to like, okay, I'll help you out or I'll cover the, the cost. Or, you know, you, you do what you can for your kids. But yeah. you don't want to cover everything for your kids all the time. You want them to be strong and independent on their own. I, you know, you can be mad at Amazon and hate them. You hate all the rich things. I, I get that, people. But what I'm saying is, I don't see why this would be any different. This isn't Amazon Prime, no pun intended, going, we're making a video game. This is a thing that they built to say, look, you're over here making a game and you're doing your own thing. So whatever you do and need is going to have to, you're going to have to really figure this shit out. And, and, and we're here to catch you, but. We're not going to do it for you. I, that's how it feels to me. I could be totally wrong, but that's how yeah, it maybe. feels like to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how all the underlying technology works, really. Everyone just says, more servers. You don't have enough servers, idiots. Yeah. Meanwhile, none of us know what we're talking about. Thomas sounds like he's someone who knows, you know, boots on the ground what the actual <laughs> challenges are, like technologically. Right. And not the mythological ones that we invent on yeah, and Online. I think he's right. Like the more I think about, they certain Amazon certainly had the capacity. Whether they wanted to just give the capacity, I don't know. But but his point about other bottlenecks and services that are affected in other ways, people don't know about those. So everyone out there complaining, Amazon's too big. I can't believe they. Well, there's there are just other issues, but maybe it isn't so many servers. Again, like you said, it's all virtualized. I mean, we live in we live in the future, man. I mean, it, I guess on some level, all of that stuff is managed by software as well. And if there's problems with the software, throwing more servers at it doesn't alleviate that issue. You know, it could be a number of things. Really. Yeah. There's probably there's probably 50 points of failure on making a smooth launch for a company that probably hasn't really ever ran an MMO before. So they're yeah. learning. Like, wow, wow is what it is because of years of trial and error. Exactly. And they were able to grow with mm -hmm. the problems, too. Like, yeah. Now we're like, be as effective as Blizzard at your MMO. It's just, 
it's preposterous. It's a high. It's a high. Customers ask. are customers. Yeah. But they, I mean, just, again, they have to be, I don't know if they have to be congratulated, whatever the word is, respected maybe at having what is otherwise a very smooth launch. Like queue times aside, it, they didn't have big glitches or crashes or wipeouts or suddenly nobody could see each other. Or like they didn't have those typical MMO launch problems. Their problems yeah. were just, I have to wait to get in line. And I don't know, that feels like that feels They like were progress. all over anyone naming their character after Jeff Bezos. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta look at the positives as well as the negatives. Yeah, wait times not so good, but yeah, characters being named after Jeff not very many because they had a team on that. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta evaluate the whole thing. I love that review on Steam. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, it's the guy who, who who keeps making Jeff Bezos yeah, stuff well, names, and they keep getting taken. He keeps getting his name reported. Did I end up? Put, I think I put that in our Slack tonight. It's really yeah, I've seen it. I know what you're talking. I don't remember exactly what it was, but Jeff Bezos of two E's. And oh stuff. yeah, like, I found it. His, his is... enjoyment from the game is just trying to sneak in a Jeff Bezos named guy. Here it is, uh, chat. You can read this. This is pretty funny. So it says, uh, uh, "Why can't I?" I think it's kind of racist. I can make the name Oprah Winfrey in like 50 games. I used to call my characters Oprah Winfrey. Really? You used to do that? Yeah, like in Planet Side, <laughs> and then also Oprah Winfrey. You were Oprah Winfrey in Planet Side? Yeah, when I played on New Conglomerate, I was Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> I don't know why I love that so much. I liked it because it was just so like, this is a shooter game. And why is Oprah Winfrey and you're shooting people? It's awesome. Like, whatever. Now in games, like, don't name it after Jeff Bezos. Don't take your head. We can't have the, the ex-CEO be a character. Oh, just I don't know why I find that so freaking funny. Um, well, all right. Yeah. So cares. this guy put make character. Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Name gets deleted. Jeffy Bezos. Name gets deleted. Jeff Beznos, you can't stop me, he says, and then gave it a thumbs up. So, some people had more fun in that game than uh, maybe they were supposed to. But uh, yeah, it's a weird, a weird thing that game and its uh, launch and all the discussion. There's nothing it. like a really great name. Yeah, and yeah, and people my are favorite, in I, over the years. My favorite, I think, is still Affirmative Action Jackson. <laughs> what? That's my favorite name I've ever seen. <laughs> it's just, it's just because it's affirmative action, right? Yeah. Where no comment on whether good or bad or whatever. It's just, it's a thing, and yeah. it's controversial, so it's provocative. <laughs> and then Action Jackson, the great action movie of the '80s with uh, who is it? Billy D. Williams yeah, in it? Or is it the other, no, not it, Billy D. Carl, uh, Carl, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. Right? Yeah, Carl Weathers. yeah. I confuse those two a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Action Jackson, boom, like a classic 80s action film, mm. all mashed together into one name. The best name I think I've ever seen over the years. I still remember it, and I saw that name, I think, 10 years ago. <laughs> my, I, 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 me and Crofton laughed so hard, I got killed by affirmative Action Jackson. My, <laughs> we were just like, ah! <laughs> so my, fav- my favorite is, uh, I think it's Creamy Armpit. I think that's a good one. Yeah, it's gross. Armpit. It's pretty gross. It's pretty gross. What's the cream made out of? I don't know, but there's a guy in that uh, Sword of Legends game running around named Creamy Armpit. Oh, and there's an Indian, like a Indian, like Hindu remake of Action Jackson. Oh my god! What? Shut up! Really? Yeah. That wasn't even successful the, here, here. Why did they decide to remake it anywhere else? It was not a big hit. Here's the poster. I'll post a picture of it. Shut up, dude. Action I mean, I don't know if it's just they named it and didn't realize it was a movie or whatever, <laughs> like, you know, but I love this. 
What's it called? Action starts tomorrow. That's the, <laughs> <that's> the tagline. <laughs> Action starts tomorrow. Wow. It's like the, the world's most procrastinating action hero will be here tomorrow. We'll be here tomorrow, we think. We think. Yeah. Check in in the morning. We'll let you know. Oh, you know what? You know what's interesting, too? In the Action Jackson poster, yeah. the log line is, it's time for action. So I wonder if that's even intentional. Oh, like, well, maybe. Like he's a, he's a lazy that. version of action. Have you ever seen screenshots or video from the Indian Terminator? It's no, there's it's, an Indian Terminator. Oh yeah, India oh, Terminator movie. I'm gonna find you a cool thing here. It's so oh, damn. Good. Uh, Craig T. Nelson is in Action Jackson. I forgot. Uh, was he? Oh, Coach. Coach. I like right? Coach. That's Coach. Right. I'm a fan of Coach. Yeah, Coach is in, Co- Coach is I think a villain in in this movie, Action Jackson. Here it is. I'm putting it in Discord so you can see it, but it's it's really you should seek out video. There's some really amazing fight scenes. And the guy's oh made God. of guns. He can basically just turn into a whole ton of guns. And that's him. He looks more like Elvis. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so good. It's a really good. Seriously, I'll be YouTube, back, baby. You YouTube Indian uh or India Terminator or something like that and you'll you'll lose your mind it's fantastic all right uh that's it for your emails thank you for that thomas and uh, if you'd like to send one in like him talk to the core at gmail.com is the way to do it uh, we usually just read one but if man if you guys have a couple of short really good ones we might read two i don't know we'll think about it also don't forget you can support this show by supporting us over at patreon.com slash core show how else will bo get the new nintendo game how else but through yes. your gracious support, Hat- I will be playing Dread thanks to the support of all the fine listeners uh, of Core. That's right. It will be your donation to my happiness and well-being. That's right. Uh, my, and, and my Dread. <laughs> and your Dread. Yeah, he'll be running away from that robot knowing that you guys made it possible. So please, patreon.com slash core show beckons you. Head on over there now and make your claim. Uh, lots of cool stuff for doing that, by the way. You get benefits for it, including co- uh, bonus content every single week. So go do it. Patreon.com slash core show. Uh, Frogpants.com slash core is our website. That's still a place you can go and hang out and be and find all the things you're looking for. And if you can't find them, just let me know. I'll tell you what's going on. Core pod on Twitter. John underscore Jagger on Twitter. He'll be back next week. Uh, Bo Schwartz, of course, and me at Scott Johnson. You can find more shows like this at frogpants.com. And as always, we record live most Thursdays, unless we tell you different, uh, at 5 p.m. Mountain Time over at twitch.tv slash frogpants. And we'd love to join or have you join us there. That'd be great. I think that'll do it. Bo, word of wisdom. Um, oh, damn. I knew this was coming. Tune your guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, tune your guitar. That's good. <laughs> tune, tune your guitar, damn it. Yeah, you tune, slackers. Tune, what are you doing? Tune, Go tune, tune your damn tune guitars. The, gu- the guitar that is your life. That's a great yeah. idea. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you next time. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.